This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to the Bills Breakdown Podcast. I am Nate Schreiber, and as always, with my co-host, Alex Pollinger. Welcome to our Week 14 preview, where the Bills travel to Tampa to take on the defending Super Bowl champions. And Nate, as much as a Bills win would help a lot here, it's not catastrophic if they lose. I mean, yes, does it look bad in you know going seven and six? Yes, but they have three pretty easy games left to get to 10 wins and most likely make the playoffs. Right. Like, the, the Bills losing this game does not drastically hurt their playoff chances. Like, if you if you just go and look at the New York Times playoff calculator, um, right now, Bills are given a 77% chance to win, make the playoffs. If they lose, it goes down to 66% chance. But then... If the Bills just, from there, win the last four games, they clinch. Like, it's not, it's really pretty simple. The Bills have to win four more games to clinch. And even if they only win three more games and they lose to the Patriots, they're still 90% to make the playoffs. Like, it's it's not the end of the world, regardless of the outcome uh, on Sunday. Right. And the three easy games are all at home. You play the Falcons, the Panthers, the Jets. You should beat all three of those teams, and it shouldn't be close in any of those games. And there's 10 wins. But we'll get to the matchup at hand here, because I think in some ways this is a better matchup for the Bills than the Patriots, just because Tampa is a pass-funnel defense. They're very, very good against the run, especially when Vita Vey is healthy. But their secondary is really banged up, and even when it was healthy, you know, we saw Dak Prescott torch them in the first week of the season. Like this, if there's ever a get right game for the pass offense and for Sean McDermott to give up the pipe dream of wanting to be a physical team that controls the line of scrimmage and runs the ball, just come out and sling it 20 times to start the game. Don't even think about running. It's not worth it. Yeah, it'd be the, be the opposite of the Patriots on Monday night and just tell Tampa Bay, hey, we're going to throw the ball every play. Good luck. Because that's probably how the Bills... If the Bills win this game, that's probably how they do it. Not not throwing the ball literally every single play and running the ball three times in the game, but something where it's you're throwing the ball 75-80% of the time in this game because the the, the Bucks run defense is, is pretty good. And the only time the Bills should be running is if the Bills get a nice lead and they're trying to kill some clock in the second half. And I'd love to see Josh Allen used as a rusher. Like by design, not him just you know pulling it down and going on his own off a pass play. Like it, they need to use their best red zone rushing weapon, and that's their quarterback. And for some reason, and I think you're right that it's Sean McDermott has his hand in the offense. Like it, I, I don't get what they're doing because Brian Dayball seemed to just have an answer for everything last year. Well, yeah, it's 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 like they're going away from what they do best. Just because, like, it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. The Bills do certain things well. The certain things they do well, they throw the ball all over the field. They can throw the, they throw the ball well. Their quarterback is a very good runner. Those are the things they do the best. 
Throwing the ball, their quarterback's a great runner. They're not great at like screen, run screens, screen games, not great. They're not great at yards after catch. They're great at throwing the ball down the field, throwing the ball in the short and intermediate areas everywhere, and letting Josh run. Do the things that you're good at, and you're probably going to win more football games. And if you come out in those passing formations, you know, with 11 personnel spread out, sometimes you can surprise a team with a run. If you do pass the ball as much as you should, and you have the defense spread out, you can run those RPOs and have Josh Allen hand the ball off or take it himself when he sees that they have the numbers to block people. I mean, just trying to run these designed runs right up the middle, that, that's not who they are. Yes, you have to do it every once in a while to keep a defense honest, but uh, just come out slinging because this is the defense. This is the way to attack Tampa at all levels of the field, short, intermediate, deep. I, I mean, I think this could be a huge game for Stefan Diggs and multiple other Bills receivers. Right, and if if part of the reason the Bills haven't been throwing the ball the way they used to is because of the two high safeties they're seeing a lot, which you're probably going to see against Tampa a decent a lot of two high safety. Throw the ball short. Take the six seven yard. That's like that's like a run. Take the five six seven yard passes. You do that for long enough, and you 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 hit those short and intermediate areas of the like anything on, under ten to twelve yards. Eventually, teams are going to have to bring a fourth guy in zone coverage down to that area, and then you take your shots deep. Like there's no you don't need to run the ball to, to get the four, five, six, seven yard gains. You can do that with Josh's arm. Right. I mean, that's the short passing game for them last year was their running game. And that was, uh, that, that was Cole Beasley. And he really, I think the ribs injury slowed him down a lot, but for the most part, ever since the Washington game, he hasn't looked like the same player from last year. It looks like he's a little bit slower. I don't know, but Hopefully, with them managing his reps through the injury, he'll be a bit fresher here down the stretch and start to be that weapon that they need him to be. And yes, Dawson Knox didn't have a very good game the other night, but I think this is another opportunity for him in this game. Just get him the ball in space. It's not even like throwing him contested catches. It took them four quarters the other night to give him the ball in space. Just a quick throw off the line of scrimmage. I'm pretty sure he got a first down off it. Just let the guy get in space. And the Patriots did treat him as the, the second most dangerous weapon. They bracketed him a lot. They they gave his guy a lot of help the entire game. Um, so Bill Belichick obviously sees something in Dawson Knox. Bill Belichick generally, you know, he, he thought of as knows what he's doing. So Dawson Knox right now is probably the second best weapon on the offense, and he needs to touch the ball more. Yep. So we'll just briefly discuss, you know, this. we talked about how the secondary is weak. The Bucks have a really good front four, and that can be a problem uh, with the Bills' offensive line. Hopefully, John Feliciano is back, and they have their best five out there finally. But I think this is going to be a game where Josh Allen has to improvise and kind of do things himself and avoid those rushers. And you know, really, this is the game where he has to put the team on his back and show you know he's an MVP candidate. I think if the Bills win this game, we're talking about Josh Allen just going off on Sunday. Oh, I 100% agree. And uh, the offensive line needs to do just give him a little. They don't need to be perfect, but you got to give him a little bit of help. You can't, as long as the Bucks aren't in his lap within two seconds on half the passing downs, the Bills are going to be fine. And then Josh will be fine. He's, as long as he has a chance, he he makes something happen. He's shown that pretty much his whole career. You give him a, a, at least a chance to make a throw or a chance to escape, he's going to make plays. He doesn't take sacks. He doesn't. He's like third, third or fourth least. In the NFL taking sacks this year. He's third or fourth least sacks taken. He doesn't take sacks. 
he's gotten much better at not taking sacks. And I think that says a lot about him, especially given the state of the offensive line this year. So just give him a little bit of time. And Feliciano coming back should help with that. That, w- that would be the Bills' best group if Feliciano is able to play. Yeah, and I think for the Bills, the key is, once again, to get ahead because they're not a play-from-behind team. Get ahead, and yeah, the Bucks are probably going to have success passing the ball. They're probably going to have success running the ball. But if you have to choose between the two, you know, invite them to run. Don't let Tom Brady just pick you apart in zone coverage without Tredavious White for 400 yards. Like, that, that's not how they should approach this game. And the front four for the Bills needs to get some pressure because that's how you beat Tom Brady. That's been the recipe for beating him for the last 20-some years is if you get pressure on him with four, he wilts just like every other quarterback in the history of the game. Right. It's not if – you, if you can use drop seven guys into coverage to cover five guys and – your four guys up front can get pressure on the quarterback. No quarterback is going to be successful in that situation. That just, it's, it's not really, it's, it's almost impossible. And so, and the Bills don't have to dominate the line of scrimmage on defense and be in the pocket every single play. They have to put enough pressure on him to throw him off a little bit. And he, he's averaging like 311 yards a game. If you hold the passing, the Bucks passing offense to like 250, 275, I think somewhere in that range, you get a couple sacks maybe a turnover or two, that's, that's a great performance by the defense. Right. So in my mind, I'm thinking if the defense somehow holds them to 24 points or less, the Bills should win this game based on how they match up with Tampa's defense. They should win this game. Yeah. I, I, that's a tough one for me. If the, if the Bill, if Tampa scores exactly 24 points, there's a, the Bills should win probably. Um, if the, I, I think it still is not – I'm not going to say I'm as necessarily as confident, I guess. Um, the Bucks defense has – the Bucks defensive line is very good, and I'm not super convinced that the Bills are going to be able to keep them at bay enough for the Bills to get the 24. I, they should, but I'm not necessarily convinced of it. Yeah, for me, I can see this with a wide range of outcomes. I can see the Bills getting their doors blown off. I can see <laughs> the Bills blowing out. Well, not necessarily blowing out, but winning by, you know, 10 points or so. I could see that happening as well. So what's your prediction on this game, Nate? So this, is, this was a tough one for me. I mean, Tampa's been playing so well lately. They're, they're leading the league in scoring. They leading the league, I think they're leading the league in offense. They're, 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 they're scoring almost 40 points a game at home this year. Like, I, I, I don't think the Bills are going to win this game. I hope they do. I, I really hope they do, but I just don't think they're going to win this game. And I'm going Tampa Bay 31, Buffalo 27. This is funny. I have the same exact score, but flipped with the Bills winning. I This has been the weirdest season, even weirder than last year's COVID season with no fans in the stands. Like, it, there's so much parity in the league, and the Bills seem to just kind of oscillate back and forth between being terrible and being really good. And I think they match up okay with the Buccaneers. And this just feels like a game to me where they can go out and show that, yeah, we are still a Super Bowl contender. We're still here at eight and five. And, you know, <laughs> you don't want us coming in your building the first week of the playoffs. And I, I, and I definitely agree with that. Another thing, too, that I think gives the Bills a little bit more hope is the Bills have played 
significantly better on the road this year than they have at home, especially on offense, with the exception of the Jaguars game. So the Bills going on the road, that probably gives – I have a little more faith in the offense going to t- Florida to play than trying to play in Buffalo. And I kind of understand – looking at where the Bills have gotten to play their away games and the weather they've gotten to play them in, it makes a lot of sense why the Bills offense has been much better on the road than at home. Yep. And just uh, another plug for building a stadium with a retractable roof <laughs> for that reason. Yeah, so uh, that's – this. And like, like we said at the, at the top, this game is not a, a make-or-break game um, at all. Winning this game would be very nice. It would put it would give the Bills still uh, an outside shot at the one seed and home field advantage in the playoffs. But as I just mentioned, I don't even know if that's a good thing at this point. So I would honestly prefer for the Bills to not have home field advantage in the playoffs than to have home field advantage, just given how much better this team plays when they're not going to play in crappy weather. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. So if they win it, great. If they lose it, I think fans are going to probably overreact and say this team is missing the playoffs, which we'd say you're most likely wrong. If they win this game, they, they're pretty much got it locked up, I think, in, in terms of making a playoff spot. I mean, that gives them a margin of error of losing to the Panthers, Jets, or Falcons. Correct. I mean, the, the Bills, the Bills with any four wins will lock up a playoff spot, and three wins pretty much guarantee it doesn't fully guarantee it but it pretty much guarantees it so yeah that gives you a little bit more a little bit margin of error if you're able to beat tampa on the road all right so hopefully we're back with a rapid reaction on sunday night talking about a bill's upset win in tampa that'll bring us to an end of this episode of the bill's breakdown podcast i'm your co-host alex pollinger and i am nate schreiber subscribe download give us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcasts it helps other people find the show Do us a favor and share it with one friend this week so we can continue growing the pod. Follow us on Twitter at Bills underscore Breakdown. Send us any questions, comments, feedback to BillsBreakdownPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.